some random thoughts on selling managed services. You're entering the MSP Zone, a podcast for the managed services community, covering news, analysis, and interviews from around the globe. Elevate your MSP game by staying in the MSP Zone. And now, your host, Charles Weaver. Hello. So I thought we'd downshift today's episode to talk about a very misunderstood, uh, maybe misunderstood, a, a frequently asked question amongst MSPs, how do you sell? And we've talked about that topic before. It's not a new topic by any means. Uh, you go to any conference, managed services or other conference, but especially managed services conferences, you'll, you'll hear sessions on sales and marketing and come, come to MSP world this, this coming March. Yeah, you should be coming to MSP world this March. Um, you're also going to hear some sales and marketing sessions, definitely from, from some very, uh, wise people. But the fact that this is a recurring question and has been on the on the minds and lips of many MSP professionals for so long tells me that that we, we still have further work to do on the topic of selling managed services. And I just had some kind of random thoughts that I that I um, had about sales in general and then sales applied to the managed services profession. And I thought I'd just talk about them, you know, in no particular order, in a hope that it would give you guys a little bit of, I don't know, spark some ideas on how you might be able to make sales more effective in your own organization. So that's that's my whole purpose here in doing this is, is just to, you know, kind of give you a nudge, maybe, maybe give you something new that you haven't thought about or, or something that you've thought about, but looking at it in a new way that might give you guys some ideas that, that can, can make a difference in your MSP practice. And it, and it started, I'll tell you how it started. I got yet another, not the first time, not won't be the last time, but I've been getting a lot recently over the last two or three weeks a a style of of sales attack and I, I call it a sales attack because it really is it, it's um it's it's funny to watch because it it's so pathetic to watch as it unfolds and you, and you see the person you feel very sorry for them and I and when they're doing it to me and, and I'm looking at it and I'm, I'm, I'm just watching, answering their questions and I, I realize that they're just, they're not good. They're, they're not trained in this. They're, they're not representing themselves or their company in, in a positive light. And the last thing I would want is for any MSP out there to be doing the same thing and to be doing that to their prospective customers. Um, because e- even if, 
like I don't buy from these companies ever uh, that that approach me. Um, and there's a lot of them on LinkedIn, quite frankly. LinkedIn is, is I don't know, it, it's got to be a formula. It's got to be something that somebody somewhere taught them because I see it across multiple people and organizations. So I know that this is, it's not unique to one person or one company. It's being practiced everywhere. So wherever it's coming from, I have no idea. I'd, l- I'd love to find the source of this garbage. But, you know, these people generally start out with a LinkedIn direct message. And it will say, hey, I'd love to connect, you know, all the typical stuff. You know, I'm going to expand my network. All right, fine, sure. Expand my network. Click accept. And then what happens? Not like a second later, a minute later, I get a direct message in, in LinkedIn saying, hey, I'd like to have five minutes of your, uh, of your day to, to spend with me so I can talk over this stuff, whatever it is, fill in the blank. Could be selling security software, could be selling, yeah, whatever. It's a, it's a long list of products and services that, um, A, I've never, I don't care about, don't need, um, but they're going through this and they're assuming a lot. And, and the, the thing is, you know, I, I have a little glimmer of hope at the beginning that when they reach out and say they want to connect, that maybe they want to talk about something really, you know, legitimately of interest. But I've, I've now become jaded to the point where I think, okay, well, everybody who reaches out to me on LinkedIn is probably trying to sell me something. And that's probably not a good way to look at it, but unfortunately, this is, this is how people are using LinkedIn, and probably they're using other platforms in the same way. But here's some of the random thoughts, so I'll just, I'll just start in, in on this. Know your customers. If you don't know who your customers are, you will never make this mistake. And I've talked a lot about vertical market expertise and special specialization amongst MSPs. I've talked a lot about that because I believe it works. Scratch that. I know it works. I know that if you specialize in a particular vertical market or multiple vertical markets, that your chances of being a more successful MSP go through the roof. Now, it is not the only thing, right? You still need to be good at what you do in delivering the services. So there's a lot of other things that have to be true. I don't, know, I don't want to make, make this overly simplistic, but from a, from a customer acquisition standpoint, the more you specialize into one or more vertical markets, the easier it will become for you to acquire customers. It, the easier it will become for you to find prospects and then also to close them and turn them into customers. But you have to start with knowing who your customer is. And I'll be very honest. There's a lot of people who don't know who the heck 
I am or what I do or, or the organization I work for because they assume a lot of things and then they, and they approach me on LinkedIn and, and, and want me to buy something. It's like, how, how, do you know if I'm even in the market for what you're selling? How do you know that? There's no attempt to understand who I am or what I need. And so that whole approach of wanting to just blindly reach out to somebody and without knowing any information about them, you just reach out, you connect with them on LinkedIn or any other social platform, and then you say, hey, I want five minutes of your time. That just baffles me. It really baffles me because, number one, it, it's offensive. It's off-putting to the, to the prospect, the customer prospect is, is not going to be responding favorably. And number two, it's, it's not going to put your organization or you individually in a positive light. And number three, if I was paying that salesperson, I would be pretty pissed that I was wasting my money on a person who was wasting my time and their time by going out and, and generating negative vibes uh, by, by this kind of buckshot approach to sales that doesn't work and creates more, you know, negative connotations with your company than positive. And that's why we've, brings me to my second point, selling through education, selling through the education process. And it works particularly well in certain professions, like like in professional services specifically, it works well. Now, I mean, you know, it's it's difficult if, if you were a, a grocery store owner, right? I, I don't know how you would sell through education. Well, let's let's take a, let's take a, you know like Home Depot or Lowe's, you know, two United States based, um, you know, kind of um, do it yourself. Um, home repair hardware store chains. And what, what do you see them doing? A lot. You see them sponsoring content that talks about how to do home projects, how to, you know, replace a light fixture, how to, you know, replace a front door, how to, um, you know, install an appliance or something. And so they start with education and the education is what draws in the customer. See, for them, when they don't know who the customer is, the education is what is, it's, it's the bait. If, if you're using a hunting metaphor, it's the bait that allows a person to say, you know what, at this particular time in my life, I am interested in appliance installation or fixing an outlet. And how the heck is anyone going to know that I'm interested in, in re repairing my outlet in my home? Well, the only way I, they're going to know that is if there's a piece of content out there about fixing an outlet, and I click on it, and I enter my information, and I view it, now they know. And now they can follow up with an email, or phone call, or something that says, hey, I see that you're interested in, in outlet repair. 
we've got some stuff that might be of interest to you. And guess what? It probably would. And I might even accept a call or respond to an email or even go into their store and have a discussion around that because I have a need. And now they know about the need. So I see this tactic of just, you know, active sonar. They're just pinging away. Pinging, pinging, pinging. They have no interest in listening. They're just actively projecting their sonar blast, hoping that it responds with a positive uh, feedback. And, you know, I'm sure maybe it does work a little bit, a a few times, but it largely is a a waste of energy and time and resources and doesn't generate the, the scalability and the numbers that any organization needs. And so that's why we talk about education as a really critical, not just, a, not just important, but a really central theme in sales of managed services because you need that to be front and center to your MSP organization because if you can't sell through education, if you can't project material out there that will appeal to, to people, executives and and businesses and organizations who need what you do. Well, you're, you're going to be missing a lot of opportunities. So I, I can't stress that enough. I, I really can't. And I, and I look, you know, for 21 years, I have looked at MSP websites. It's been my job. You know, it's part of the Part of the membership application process is you, you get to see, you know, after your 10,000th MSP website, you, you get to pick up a certain amount of, um, you know, you, you see a lot of the same stuff. And, and I'll be very honest. I don't see a lot of really innovative, helpful, informative, educating, educational MSP websites. And I wish I did. I really wish I did. I see a lot of MSP websites that talk about technical, you know, LAN, WAN, uh, optimization. You know, it's like, it's like the, the, the head engineer of that MSP organization was writing a love letter to a, the head engineer of their customer and saying, this is all the cool stuff that I'm going to do for you. And yeah, it's important. It's important to have that knowledge. I'm not saying that that's the issue. What I'm saying is you don't want to necessarily talk about it because those aren't the issues that matter and generate to someone who says, I got a problem and I need an MSP to fix it. And right now, you've got a massive, massive global demand for managed services. And you've got a scarcity of MSP websites that actually do anything close to provide education to that thirsty audience. So think about not just dialing back on the technical jargon. Think about starting to actively sell through your MSP website and other 
platforms, social media, email, all that other stuff, going to conferences, etc. And start to ramp up your education and tell me if after a certain period of time that you don't see stellar results as 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 a consequence of you having done more educational outreach because i i think that i've never heard anyone say that that doesn't work i just i'll be honest with you i i know it works i use it i i you know we try our very best to sell through education um we put out a lot of educational content you know this website's this, this podcast is, is one example of many. Um, but if you educate your customer, they will come to you. They will, they will be attracted to that, and they will self-identify as someone who is interested in doing business with you. And so that will be one critical step solved so that you don't have to be that poor soul on LinkedIn reaching out to a bunch of strangers saying, hey, will you connect with me? And then when they connect they take that as a signal of, oh, this person wants to do business with me. No. No, it doesn't. In fact, I think I don't want to answer your direct message anymore because now you've abused it. You've abused my time. And you clearly don't know who I am, and you have no educational value to me. Anyway, moving on. After you've identified who your customers, after you have started to accelerate your educational sales efforts. You have to have a fairly well-defined set of things that you sell, right? A very early stage MSP mistake to make is, is you say, I'm going to do everything to everybody. I'm going to offer everything. Can you, can you do this? Yep, I can do that. Can you do this? Yeah, I can do that as well. Can you um, can you build me a house? Yeah, sure. I, I don't know anything about it, but I'll get my knock team right away. Starting on that, all right. There there are obvious limitations to what an MSP can do, and and there should be right. You, I mean, honestly, if you do everything, if you say that you do everything, uh, I, I really doubt whether you're going to be good at doing any of those things very well. Pick. Be selective. Be discriminating. Pick a few. Pick 10. Pick one. Pick five. I don't know. Have a defined set of things that you can do and do well and, and deliver at scale and with high levels of quality and professionalism and document those. Write them down. Now, a little hint, that's called a service catalog. And if you don't have one, you should have one. And we've talked about that on, on this podcast uh, and before. Having a service catalog can radically not only help your service delivery process and efficiency, but guess what? It's going to really help your sales and marketing efforts. Why is that? Because your sales and marketing people aren't going to be selling everything under the moon to customers who don't want it. They're going to be selling a very specific, defined, limited set of services to people who want them. So guess what? When that, when that customer comes back and says, hey, can you do this, 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 and this? 
your sales pe- person can say, I, I do these five things, and we do them really well. And you know what? If you're looking for this thing over here that falls outside of our service catalog, we'd be happy to refer you to one of our, our colleagues who does do that. Um, but if you're looking for any of these five things, look no further. We can do this, and we can do it very well. You will be happy with us. It, it restrains and focuses with razor-sharp efficiency the efforts of your sales marketing team to be able to deliver and market and sell only those things that the company can deliver. And that is a big disconnect amongst MSP organizations. Quite frankly, it's a big disconnect on, in, at any organizational level where you don't have a defined set of, of offerings that you sell. You get into the situation, typically in, in professional services, wh- where it's not like a widget or, or a commodity or something that's very specific. Um, you, you do need definition. You need specificity in the form of a, of a service catalog to rein in the, the salesperson so that they just don't go out there saying, yeah, I can, I'll do whatever you want. Just tell me what you want and I'll, and I'll sell it to you, right? That's a very kind of a, a stereotypical caricature of, of a salesperson, but you know, sometimes pretty accurate. Once you've got that service catalog and your educational efforts and you're, you're starting to really understand and anticipate who your customers are. If you're a good salesperson for a company, you should anticipate who your customers are. If you can't start building a profile of who your customers are, you're, you're, you've got blindfolds on. Once you get to that point, you need to document your sales process. It needs to be repeatable. And the only way that it can be repeatable and delivered at scale is if you have it written down. And it could be a very straightforward, simple process, right? It might be two or three steps. It could be a, a six-step process. Who knows? Whatever it is that you need to do in your process, write it down and make sure it's consistently followed. Because only when you do that will you be able to apply that process and, and inject maybe some automation, inject some technology, and really start to make it scale. And I, I heard a, a really smart uh, MSP CEO uh, a few weeks ago who, who started to say, you know, is in the context of, uh, of another topic, but was really talking about the, the lack of MSPs having scalable sales efforts. And what he was saying was that there's MSPs that are just treading water and they've, and they've been treading water for too long and that is not a, it's not good for the market. And so what you need is forward momentum. And forward momentum comes from having a repeatable, scalable sales process. Yes, you also have to have a repeatable, scalable service delivery process but you should also apply that same efficiency to sales. And that's where a lot of MSPs miss it. And look, it's not, don't, don't beat, beat yourselves up about it. I mean, it, 
a lot of organizations don't have repeatable sales, scalable sales. It's difficult. If it was if it was easy, everyone would do would do it and they would do it well. But it is achievable. And you know, this whole mantra that, you know, MSPs are a bunch of, you know, te- technology-led businesses, which has so far been true. It is true. But it doesn't mean that that as a technologist, as an engineer, um, that you can't master a sales process. I mean, it, it's very much possible. But I think you need to go through each of the steps that I just outlined first before you can start to document and really start to inject serious resources into a sales machine. Because if you, if you, if you don't have uh, one or multiple of these, these points that I, I mentioned, you're, you're going to be, it's not going to be scalable. It's not going to be effective. It's not going to produce the results that you need. And you're going to get and you're going to hire a bunch of people who do, you know, what I started out the podcast by saying. They're just going to be sitting on social media pinging people like me who have no desire to talk to them, no desire to buy from them. And they're going to report to you, say, oh, I had a great conversation with someone. Yeah, spent 30 minutes, you know, cultivating a lead. Ah, it didn't pan out, but, you know, oh, well, you know, try and try again, right? These are not effective techniques. Don't try them. I mean, it does more harm than good, in my opinion. But it is possible. It's very simple to do if you, if you, if you know your company well and, and you have enough, how should I say this? If you have enough courage to look at your your company as it is, imperfections and all, and say, what do we do well? What don't we do well? Focus on that. Focus on who buys from you today. Profile them. Create commonalities. Identify commonalities amongst all those customers and start building out a plan for attracting more and more of them using education, employing resources that work towards broadcasting that education, cultivating leads, refining your process, having a service catalog, really making your sales and marketing movements efficient, just like you should be making your service delivery movements efficient as well. Same applies to a sales engine. You can do that you will see some pretty amazing results and pretty quickly, right? This is not something that has to take years to do. I mean, I I really believe that you can see very quick results by just doing some of these things that do not cost a lot of money, but it does take a little bit of effort sometime and a little bit of, uh, you know, retooling in your organization perhaps, but it can have very big results for your organization. Give it a try. You might be surprised. If you've tried this in the past and it's worked, love to hear you. Hear your comments. Drop us a line. Share your thoughts with us. Love to share them with the group. Until next time. 
Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed today's episode, please give us a like. Make sure you are subscribed to the podcast so you will get notified when future episodes are released. We will see you next time in the MSP Zone.